for the equaliser, and it's a beautifully sculpted score for is won by Armand Carline O'Hanlon, the right person in the right seat. Only for point number 10. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. You're welcome to our preview show, and we're looking ahead to Armaz. Big clash with Donegal coming up on Saturday in the box at Athletic Grounds. I'm looking forward to discussing this with former Donegal forward Brendan Devaney. And Brendan, there's been loads of these clashes down through the years, Armand, Donegal. There's so many games to look back on and they're bound to be sick of looking at each other at this stage. And I suppose every time they do meet, there's so much riding on it. And this Saturday, it's going to be no different. Yeah, um, aye, there's a, there's a checkered pass there. Um, <laughs> there was a time we couldn't beat you guys at all. Um, I mean, it was a brilliant Arma team. And, and uh, some teams just don't suit playing other teams. And uh, there's a weird history between certain sides, you know. And certainly at that time, whatever way that Arma team was set up, tactically, physically, with the talent they had versus the way we played, it certainly was... a. Uh, how would you say it? Imbalance in terms of victories on your side. You know, even the day we probably beat you in Balbafay, there was a draw in there. And then the day we won the Balbafay, listen, we were lucky they won. Uh, I thought our man was a better side. So, um, yeah, listen, league's different, I suppose, uh, Sean, but certainly it's getting more and more of a parameter and it's getting more and more important. In fact, I think many people might prefer league football to championship football. It's certainly a bit more open. And I just think when teams play each other, I mean, take your game of Mayo, for example. Um, that tends not to happen when two also teams play. There just seems to be something a bit more open and a bit more, I suppose, devil may care about the tactics um, that you don't see in a lot of other games. And I think that's probably where the championship group stages are trying to get a piece of what the league now is, is getting. But championship, championship, league's league. But they're all fascinating games. But I suppose the best... It's usually never do or die, um, so it maybe makes a game a bit more relaxing. That said, now that we're at this round, um, certainly a victory for Armagh to league. All will certainly give either team a huge hope of, of staying in the league, which for everybody is such a massive thing. Well, it's getting to that crunch time now, isn't it? Like the three games left, and I suppose whoever loses this, Bren, it's I mean, they've two games left after this, they're not relegated, but. You know, it's a massive two points in offer for whoever can get them, really. Yeah, I think people are probably more surprised that, that Armagh is there than Donegal, Sean, because, um, you know, I think in the games that you played, you know, you've been much more competitive and um, you can point to reasons why you could have won the game. And, and there's been, a, I suppose, a bit of a buzz from Armagh from last year. Um, you know, when you won that opening game against Monaghan, I was in no way surprised, you know, and you know what's happened since the fight back we we may owe you know probably that last quarter with with Ross Common. You know you go down to Kerry and you know I was talking to Aaron Kieran and Wally last week. You know and I thought people were looking at that. There was on game on as well and I think we Ross Monley was like oh Kerry will won that and I was like you know what the Kerry game is 
the way games, big game for Armagh because Armagh are a common team, and there's different points in your your championship and your evolution of, of the team and your league and all your games that you say, you know, we have to be ready. Like Armagh, very unlike Monaghan, went down that day out of sorts to carry and, and been blown away. I never thought that was with the case. These are two well drilled and physically strong, and, and I thought in many ways you were going down there. Coming away with a victory or a point there would have been massive for the group, but something that you, sh- you deserve to have. You know, when I was saying that last week, I thought that was by no means a foregone conclusion, even though Kerry had all their big hitters back. I just thought you would go down. And if anything, if there's a wee bit more, more ambition there, Sean, particularly when you're two up, uh, you know, you, you could have won the game, but there is this natural tendency because you're stuck in that way you were playing it. I don't even mind that, you know me, I, I hate defensive tactics. I hate that type of play, but I can understand Armagh going down and playing that way away from home in that game, targeting survival and league, who's players missing as well. So, you know, in many ways, you played quite a mature performance in that game. And even though you eventually came away with nothing, I think you showed that, you know, you've got that element. you got to, in modern football, have each side of it, uh, Sean. I think Armagh showed that day that they can shut down the best forward line in the country if they want. So as much as you know, it was was Harris coming up the road with nothing. I think the team learned a lot from it. I think Arma, you sort of mentioned there, Brendan, that people are maybe more surprised that Armar in this relegation fight are down around the bottom of the table more so than Donegal and Armar fans definitely will feel that they deserve more out of the Common and the Kerry games. But I suppose is, is would relegation be a, a major disaster, more of a disaster for Armar than Donegal because Donegal probably. They are in transition. They have a couple of players missing, waiting for boys to come back. Well, I feel if Armagh go down, it's a major, it's it's two steps back, while last year was a step forward, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I don't think you could undo undo all the work that's been done this last number of years, Sean. And, and really, there's a massive body of work when you take in McGuinness down you're there. Um, I think the championship last year, give you such a lift and this will not go on the Ulster record I don't know what's happened um, if you had that type of record when I was playing I'd been happy enough but <laughs> listen nobody could beat you as an Ulster so it's a strange thing that, that it took you know that run in the back door and I, everybody was expecting these types of performances from our man and then you had the lockdown a couple of years and all that and you were just thinking they've got the basis of something really good here and it just didn't didn't happen but it's always been coming and it's just good to just stuck with the crew and obviously Donahue coming in and out as well has, has been a bit of a buzz. But I think, you know, so you look at different counties, listen, and I'm not just saying because, you know, you're our man. I was up to Athletic Grounds a couple of times and even in the lockdown, I remember the day I was there, it was 500 allowed in and the noise that they made for 500 people. But there's a real buzz there. And then like the big gates that you've had there, some of the phenomenal games, even in the league. So there's a real, real buzz behind our man. I think that's kind of energised the team a bit. And then got into the championship last year after, you know, beating ourselves and, and throwing it and beating us well. Let's be honest, it wasn't even if it came down the wire about a luck or anything. You know, you you completely outplayed, you know, Donegal throwing, who were, were masters of throwing. And I know you played barely in the first game, but the second two games, I say that the game is thrown, the game against us, you know, you, you were on a different, you, you were a side that completely controlled the, the, the match. So looking in the Ulster this year, you know, Derry, who missed out last year, are still building. It's, it's using it's using them. And even though the league doesn't show it, that's why we're surprised. It's using them if anybody's thinking about who's going to be the the name and the 
on the Ulster Championship this year. But outside of that, if you happen to go down the league so much, I don't think you will yet. It would be a setback. But I think if you're down in the league and still the good championship, you're going to be in the, the Super 8s. And you, not the Super 8s, but I say the new the new championship format groups. If you're going to be in that, I think you can take anybody in that. So as much as it would be a thing you wouldn't want, I think Armagh will be based now in the championship. But to be honest, John, I think you will still uh, stay up. Uh, and um, unfortunately, it could be at our expense. Well, I think, Brent, you talked about your day playing all them games against Armagh. Armagh obviously dominated the rivalry during the noughties. It flipped then for the last decade. Johnny Gold beat Armagh every time they met. And then Armagh obviously won in Clonus last year. And it felt like a real monkey off the back to finally this team under Kiermagini finally beat Donegal after all the times trying. So there's not that hoodoo really hanging over Armagh this week and obviously home advantage as well. They're probably going to be favourites heading into it. Yeah, definitely. And that's what I'm saying, John, but the small point of going down the to, to carry and getting a result. You know, they're all wee points. Like, I know the one of beating Donegal and Throne was, was massive, but they're all, it's inside that group now. That group has that. And that's why, you know, whatever happens in the league now, it's still in there. It would be a small setback, but certainly when it comes to playing Donegal, I mean, the way Armagh went for Donegal last year, you know, after a decent 25 minutes or whatever from Donegal, um, it, it showed a real I suppose, progression in the team and, and real physical element, which is uh, which is massive in, in, in sport now. And something would, would worry me um, about with Donegal because I've just seen it over the years. So certain teams can kind of put a squeeze on Donegal. And at the minute, you know, still our defence is kind of newish. It's common, you know. Um, you know, Kern, McCoggan, McCall, even though McCall was playing last year and, and did relatively well. There's still new enough players now. The only thing is we were exposed a lot against Monaghan and there was a real worry across Donegal. I mean, we conceded 120. It's a massive score that you concede and um, Monaghan kind of run away with it. And then change it to last week, we conceded 1-9 against Galway and we outplayed Galway. And that's a Galway team that outplayed me or Tyrone the week before. So it's kind of hard to put each game on each game, you know, but certainly if this, I think the home venues is certainly some teams are... Targeting, we only had the three this year, which uh, with this new team we could have done without that there. But the fact now we're going up the Armada, the fact you're desperate for points, and you know that it's probably in, in the last game how well you played. We're a new team. In many ways, John, it's funny because Donegal are probably targeting that to kind of, how would you say, if they were to lose, to get experience from it it sounds mad because we have been the experienced team in Ulster for so long but we're not at the minute you know there's a massive transition there so I think you're coming up against a very settled uh, potent force in our man Donegal uh, are still you know away from home certainly suspect I mean we went to Healy Park double scores very very poor um, you know Monaghan played alright in the first half Um there was a few things started the second half. We had to we had the crossbar when we were level ten minutes in the second half or fifteen minutes, whatever it was. But Monaghan completely ran away from it. So I think what you'll see is a is a very cagey uh, Donegal, Sean. But the only thing about that, our man, though, when they put the squeeze on us in Clonus last year, you know, it's a great thing I think for a home support to see that the team can do that. They really pay and done Donegal. So Donegal are to sit. 
and you you pen in and go full court on them, there's going to be trouble. Now you've got patent kickouts. We have four big men around the middle, so there is chances going forward. But I certainly think you're going to face a very cagey uh, Donegal. Like, listen, if you're if you're late getting into the grounds, get a beer and a burger outside. Come on for the second half. <laughs> I'd say if there's any action, it'll be in the second half. I think that's what will happen. Sure, you. The league's meant, Brand. You you went through some of the results there. Like it's it's crazy. You don't know how to judge a team. And the last time I was talking to you was at the Francie Bellu tribute night, and we were sort of speaking about the loss of Michael Murphy and Donegal, hoping just to stay up on that. And the next week they go and they beat the All Ireland champions, and haven't won a game since. So it's it swings in roundabout, isn't it? It's it's hard to know what's going to come up every week. Right. Oh, listen, John, hundred percent. But listen, it's that's what I think the brilliance of the league is, and see though. I don't think the championship are necessarily. They are trying to mirror something of it. The fact that you know you have Mayo playing uh, Armagh, you have Donegal playing Dublin. You know, we we want more of them games. Don't, I've been thinking about this there the last couple of weeks. So because it's championship, it actually can end up being in a weird place because it's not do or die, and we know where the league is at, and we know what to expect from the league, and anything can happen, and it's, it tends to be more an enjoyable game. You don't see many people getting as upset or frustrated by it. Until we have knockout championship or certain Ulster championship games, because we're different from all the other provinces, you'll not see kind of championship type play. I have a feeling these group games could lack a bit of bite because it's an in and between phase of us expecting championship, not really getting it, but it's not league. And, and I think I'm not too sure on the, just about the format, the way we have Ulster and then going into groups. I just can't see how we'll get any real fire until. It's do or die, and until we have the quarterfinals, or a team has to win a match. You know, I just think it's going to be weird. But, but the league's phenomenal for that. You know, and great, great. It's been a great way, I suppose. As Armagh haven't been able to get that Ulster crown thereafter, it's been a way, a barometer for them to come up and mix it and know that you can. So it's been a massive thing for Armagh. You know, I just look around your team uh, and, you know, the, the scoring power that you have as well. And obviously, with, with Grugan and O'Neill, of course, and, and Campbell coming in. But even, you know, the other day, Duffy kicking four points. Like, if you can have someone that can, can chip in like that and just step up on any given day and hit those two, three, four points, that's the difference in a, in a championship. And it won't happen a lot of days. But if it's there, you've got your free takers and you've got your players swarming from deep and... You know, again, um, you've got goal threats um, as well, but a bit like ourselves, you haven't been been firing on them. I, I haven't been that surprised that we haven't. Maybe, maybe more more so yourselves, because it is a huge aspect of the game, and I'm sure you know um, so many of your lads will be looking to put that right because you know you look even back to that Roscommon game, and uh, you know I know it was a was a penalty, wasn't it? Yeah, penalty, yeah. And I know it was a penalty, but it still was the deciding factor. And, you know, you think if you registered at any stage in that game, that could have been enough and we wouldn't be, you wouldn't be as worried about about um, looking at uh, relegation, you know. But but listen, I, I think that, as I say, Sean, that there are massive uh, plus points for you. We are, we are such an unknown quantity. Maybe that's the only thing that can get to scare your heart before the weekend. You don't know what you're going to get with us. <laughs> Well, in terms of firepower, Brand, like obviously Michael Murphy stepping away, um, Paddy McBurdy stepped up that day against Kerry. He's gone now with a hamstring injury. 
who's the main scoring threats for Donegal? I, I assume Gallon and Brennan are the two to look out for. I will listen. Um, we we would Connor O'Donnell's been having a good season as well. Gallon was back the last last couple of games and has performed really well. Um, I suppose Kieran Thompson, the fact that we buried his out for him to hit the freeze on one side. I think Gallon will hit them another because Jamie Brennan doesn't want to hit them, you know. Um, so it's a matter, I suppose, of, of the rest of our team chipping in with a few points. Um, um, sorry, Langan as well is there between Langan and Gallon will hit them. Now, Gallon, Langan's a super player as well. And, you know, we have certainly with those lads all scoring sets, you know, Ryan McHugh's going back obviously as well. And, you know, he, he can often chip in the score too, or, or at least make the room for one of those other guys, you know. Um, I think Conor O'Donnell and 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 Gallon they, they go for they go for the jungle. Gallon probably coming a bit deep the last day in that. And you know when you don't have that platform with McBerty inside, you know the last thing we needed. So I mean, there's been so much heaped on on for Paddy Carr and of course your own man O'Rourke's down helping us out. You said that all our mad boys were bad, but um, you know <laughs> uh, Paddy obviously um, what do you call him, Paddy? Bradley's Bradley. huge experience and he's done all connections in there over time. You know, we, we have a good time for Paddy. So for the three lads there to take that job at the minute, um geez, it was it was so tough with, with Neil retiring and Murphy retiring. The new defence, you know, coming in to play it and really showing Donegal club football has not been promoting defenders to come through because there's so much terrible club football or blanket defence, and you're seeing the repercussions of that now. That we don't have standalone players. Now they are coming through. Don't get me wrong. They all had great games the last day. You know, we say Curran, McCoggan, and McCool, particularly in a full back line. They were top drawer. McBenham had a good game as well, sweeping in the round there. So they will get better. But you know, you look at our top teams, where they should be players coming from. Our top teams that are in the championship final that each year, they're not coming because it's so negative and aggressive. If you put 13, 14, 15 players and we said the, the, the 45, as we know, they aren't going to create defenders, need to be defenders. That's defending numbers. It's not defending in my book. And and now Donegal's paying the price for that. And and that's why we have these issues going on. As we all know, you've got to be able to go man for man at the back at times. Sure, put in your numbers at times, but at the times, that's not going to be there. Team, you're going to be turning over ball, there's going to be breaking the ball. And not just defensively. And if you look at it, we touched it earlier, Sean, the way Armagh really strangled Donegal last year, part of that was physically Donegal weren't able to come out with the ball because Armagh physically imposed themselves on them. And that's another side of the game which people don't really talk about when they're, when they're on about defenders and solid defenders. You know, I think back to some of the best defenders of the day and my family used to laugh at because I, I used to often just, you know, if they had the ball in the corner, we just probably found them. Because I know you weren't going to get the ball off them and you would have kid yourself to the 45 and you might find them then anyway or they would brush you out of the way. So quite often they'll go on and give them a yank free. But <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get the ball off them. You know, not only were they great defenders, they the ball, they may as well be, be welded to their to, to their arm there. So, you know, that's that's the other side of, of the Donegal defence that, that's maturing. But certainly there's been good signs. Like, uh, you know, from midfield up, um, we've got four big men in midfield. We've got forwards you can punch. So I think, as I say, Sean, that's the type of system you're going to see from Donegal. It's the only one we can play at the minute. And listen, most teams are all playing a version of it. All the top teams are doing it as well. 
it's just as we know, it's that speed of transition. And, and I think that's why you, you had a lot of excitement with Armagh because you had that speed and you had you had some variation in your game as well, but you were able to kick the ball. And particularly with the, the likes of O'Neill's and fellas again, with, with uh, ability inside to be target men, you could do that as well. So I think that's the mix. Everybody's after, you know, being able to be a bit compact and then breaking with pace. And, and probably it's a one thing maybe, Sean, we just in that All-Ireland uh, game last year, your your last game, uh, that, that that ability to, to break up the pitch just seemed like the, the team was defending, but when you broke, there wasn't enough players to break forward towards the end. Now, maybe it was a was a was a big season for our man. We've talked about the games that they played. Maybe it just fatigued them a wee bit. It was the one thing I thought uh, in that game. There seemed to be more of a counterattack and pace in the second half against Galway from them. Uh, now I know you just come up with the goals in the end and that and get back into it, but it just seemed like their play and and that's a big thing, John Crow Park is a big thing and I know going right back to that game you beat the Dubs remember and, and the balls around that I suppose and you were just seeing signs I guess one of the signs was on about with with the team that, that was coming and ready for this occasion but certainly Championship that's why the big teams in the game so different at Crow Park but listen that was huge uh, learning for you guys and they must have fairly whetted the appetite and I'm sure for all you supporters as well I suppose Brent have you seen we talked about Kerry last week and Look, people were saying that Armagh were overly defensive, and I said on Tuesday show I didn't overly mind. You're you're going down to the the Lions Den really with all Ireland champions, a wounded animal, Clifford and O'Shea back. You have to set up a defensive screen. But have you seen much difference in Armagh's style of play from last year? Because they probably were a wee bit more gung ho last year against you know, the likes of Galway and Dublin, the first round of the league, and that. Yeah, I, I guess there's a maturity there, you know. You and and maybe, you know, that's that's coming from guys saying, right, we we got to play different styles at different times, so we're not predictable. And like, even though you were sitting, I mean, Ethan Rafferty, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I I look at him sometimes and think, you know, is he wasted in that? Then <laughs> because he when he takes the ball in that charge, he just seems unstoppable at times. Maybe because he's a keeper, he's hanging and, and the full energy, then he goes. He's just, I mean, he's the one keeper that he obviously runs like an outfield player as, as he should, you know. Most keepers, then, when you see it, they can look a wee bit dodgy and, and under pressure, and maybe they'll give it away. And we've seen some horror shows, of course, <laughs> poor Began will not mention it, but probably <laughs> did, kind of. But, you know, listen, Began's a brilliant keeper. I mean, he's, he's, he's unbelievable in everything else, uh, uh, one of the best in Ireland. And that's, so, you know, Rafferty, that ability to come out and upset the, the other team, and the fact that he can ping the ball over the bar as well. I mean, it's a savage weapon that Armagh has that nobody else has. Now, I wouldn't mind the way they play, honestly, because of that talent that, that Kerry had. But see, at the point, as I say, where here's the thing for me, and of course, listen, we're always learning. The, the, the evolution of knowing when you have a team, when you have them, to go and beat them. And, and that's the thing that I suppose I'm looking at Armagh and my son was getting confirmed. Uh, and we were, I was, the hotel, I couldn't see it. I kept getting up from the meal, watching a bit, and having to go back, and I would go out, and then, and then. And, and it was funny, uh, when, it, when it came out the last time, that last kick was, was happening, and I thought it was a penalty. 
I'd just seen him sitting down ball and I was like, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> but, but just what I was saying of it, Sean, as I say, when, when you're two up, is there a chance then, is there a signal from the line to say, let's go, let's go for them? Because what I seen in that up the point that says, I was watching as much as I could, I was in and out, but Kerry were there to be beat. You know, you had them boss, you had them figured out, and it's kind of that thing, of, and we see it all the time, once you start to maybe dally a wee bit, thinking, oh, we're two up, we'll sit on this now. It seems to happen. I, I don't know what, it certainly happens, Sean, maybe eight times out of ten, when I see a team hold hold the ball or hold the lead. And certainly in a game like that, when, when, you, when you carry well-sussed, if you haven't just maybe went for them a bit then, you know, started to to leave a couple of players extra inside and deliver a few long balls in. If you conjured up something in, an extra point or two or a goal, you definitely would have won that match. So, but then, as I say, Sean, the tactics up in that point were 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 right. Yeah. I just think the modern football and the game, everything becomes uh, that wee bit of safety. And I think sports not about safety. Once you go into a safety mode, once you see that boy dallying and giving it back. The other team's thinking, right, they know are trying to sit in this. And everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. So if you sit on that couple of points, you're just saying to the other team, and particularly when they're at home, you're, you know, and the fans is going to be like, right, if they get a point, then they're going to squeeze up on you. So it, it's brave to do that. Now, so don't get me wrong. You're a couple of points up. Your plan's working well. Is there a time, you know, you discuss pre-match or half-time, right, lads, if we get a couple of points up, and they're shaking. Let's go for them. Wouldn't that be class? You know, and I'm sure everybody would love it. And listen, if you were down there and fighting, you go down. You were down anyway. So I, I always think, like, no, fair enough. Maybe that's just me. I just always think that you. I certainly think it, tactically at that point, in terms of the game you're playing, it was a brilliant performance. It was just at that point I thought they just they just realise you could have went for them and maybe pushed on. That's that's the thing. There's lessons to be learned, definitely, Brendan. And hopefully, if Armagh's in that position come Saturday night, they'll push on and, and get an all good win over Danny Ball. <laughs> uh, yeah. Put, if you want me two up, I'll be happy enough. <laughs> uh, Brendan, just before I let you go, who do you see coming out on top? Obviously, we said Armagh are the favourites, probably deserve favourites. Big home crowd as well. Usually um, helps Armagh. They've two massive games now. Um, between yourselves and Galway both get at home before heading to home on the last day of the league so these two home games they're going to be huge for Armagh we're going to get huge support out there's going to be a lot of orange and white about the athletic grounds and do you think Armagh will have the advantage do you think on, on Saturday evening? I listen definitely uh, certainly have to say I mean I think after after Donegal's performance the, the Kerry thing so you have to take in the context of where Kerry were you know Listen, they bought six six of all Ireland team on. They were just back. They got hammered in the freaking preseason down there. Cork gave them a tank and that. So they were out of sorts. Um, so listen, that was a much look at that Kerry team who's played the last night. You know, if you're trying to, if you're trying to even if they had, had that team out, Rusty or not, we would have lost that game. I would imagine. So, you know, Donegal since the, the games that they've played and again the Ulster teams, as we know. Um, and going back to our conversation from way back, you have a tougher game in Ulster. And, you know, if anything, playing Galway the last day, like Galway didn't 
goo for us in any shape or form. You know, they, they play the same style as us and we outplay them in many ways, you know. I just think at the minute, playing also teams away from home is not what Donegal want. And uh, as I say, we lost double scores to Jerome. We lost, there was more than double scores, was it in the end of Monaghan? I can't, uh, was something like double scores, but it wouldn't mean far off. So uh, that doesn't give us great hope going up to yourselves because I think, if anything, in Ulster, as I said at the top of the show, it's yourselves and Derry everybody's looking at in terms of the up-and-coming teams. So the fact that uh, we have a two tough away games to, to Tyrone and, and Monaghan would make you, I think, as we huge favourites going into, going into the game at the weekend. So, so I'll be uh, I'll be hoping, as I say, we, we stick in the game. A bit like Galway, after the Monaghan performance, I think for Donegal, it's all about staying in the game to the last quarter and then seeing what happens. Um, that was probably um, a bit of your own tactic going away to Kerry last week, but I think that's what Donegal will do. So I expect pretty much a blanket, the, the old blanket on the ground will be out. Um, Sean, but listen, use of the use of the armory to, to expose that, and I think you've showed that because you have a bit of power and a bit of height. You can go long in that as well, so you can cause a lot of problems for Donegal, but, but certainly a big test, and, and the more than you said, you know about about Kerry going down. It's 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 a learning process, and as much as it seems mad in the season, Sean, this Donegal team will, will learn a lot from Saturday night. I just hope it's not a harsh lesson. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for, uh, Sean. And listen, we we obviously have Mayo we're flying, uh, uh, and then we have the Rossies away. Of Mayo at home, and we have the Rossies away. People are saying, "Oh, Ross Roscommon are qualified or." or are safe at that stage. You know, Roscommon at home, they're not going to want the end on a, you know, they're on a good run. They're going to want to keep that up. So it's a difficult run in for, for Donegal. Uh, and I expect, uh, actually, I listen, I expect Armani won the game on Saturday night. The performance, I think, from Donegal's perspective is really what I'm looking into. Well, obviously, as we said, it's huge two points and hopefully Armagh can get, come out on top and just lessen the, the fear of relegation a wee bit um, heading into the last two games. Bren, wonderful to hear from you. Always good crack having you on and hopefully get talking sure. on Saturday night as well. No more, lad. They might stay about town and get a couple <laughs> of We'll see what happens. Good one. Cheers, Bren. Thanks, Sean. All the best, boy. Carlino Hamlin, the right person in the right. Armagh for the equaliser. This is Kira Donnelly for point number 10. Outstanding. 